Hey, welcome to Younger Older with Jason and Dave, and this is a show where we talk about anything and everything, trying to get conversations going between, well, an older guy and a younger guy, a millennial Which, and a- Who is who? Uh, well, you're the older one. Oh, brother. You could you could hear it in your deep, booming yeah, voice. Yeah, I, I had a deep voice when I was 12. Touche. <laughs> <laughs> Touche. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, we love talking about stuff, and so you get Dave's perspective, you get my perspective, which, you know- whether it is, it's an older perspective and a younger perspective. And so that's that's our hope is just to talk about whatever's going on, issues, um, and just apply truth to it. Now, for an ADD moment, have you ever listened to your voice on the radio? I, well, uh, yeah. You I like it. it? It's different from what I anticipate it to be. I, I don't like mine. No? No. I always turn it off if I hear it. <laughs> <laughs> so, so, Dave, you do this thing I where, where like, you record your voice for people to fall asleep. I to. know. Isn't that weird? And you can't even... No, I don't like my voice. Wow. I think I grew up with it. I'm tired of it. But it sounds different coming out of your mouth into those listening I, to I it. I understand that. So but it's I, not like you grew up with it. I know. It's just a weird moment that I have, these things where you listen to it and go, I don't like that voice. And it's mine. <laughs> I, it's, I'm trapped in this body and I, I want to have a, a cooler voice. What kind of voice could I have that'd be cooler? Uh, throw on an, uh, an Irish accent. I can't do that. I don't even know what that is. <laughs> Throw on a Swedish accent. Um, I, I don't know what that is. There you go. You just. <laughs> <laughs> I'm joking. How about a youper? Uh, yeah, yeah, hey there. Yeah, hey there, oh there. Yeah, hey there, oh there. There you All go. All right, you never mind. We, we were going to talk yes, about something else. Yes. I'm sorry. I, ADD moments happen. Ad moments? Yeah, and, and you have to go with them, especially if you're my age, because you'll forget the deviant talk that you wanted to have because you're deviating out of the norm. So. This is true. You, and, and if I wouldn't have done it right away, I would have forgot it and never talked it. about it. Well, and then you would have referenced it and then you're like, what was it that I wanted to there reference? There you go. And then I would have said, case in point. Yeah, He's well. an older guy, but that's okay. Hey, do, do, I'm, I'm wondering something. Do people ask you for money? Yes, they do. Uh, are you tired of that? At times I am. Not all the time, but at times. It depends... Uh, what it's for and how they do it and, and what the expectation is. Okay. I mean, we've talked about this a little bit, but the idea, it seems like in our culture right now, there, there are so many, many places that have gotten so sophisticated at asking for money. Oh, and it's, as it gets more sophisticated, it gets less personable as well. Right. They so just want it. Do you go numb? I mean, like when you get something and they're asking for money, do you consider it each time? No. So where, it goes in the garbage? Yeah, yeah, time. So they're wasting their money. Yeah. Yeah. So it really is different. I mean, I'm thinking okay, Silver Birch Ranch, yep. Relate 365, those are nonprofits. They depend on gifts and that kind of thing. Absolutely. However, we don't really do a lot of fundraising because it's a waste of time. Right. Instead, what we, we like to do is go out there and do what we're supposed to do yeah. and have people join us if they right. do that. Right. It's interesting. In the, in the Bible, I've, I've heard people speak from this, uh, and I want to throw this at you and get your input on it. Yeah, do tell. Okay. In, in Matthew chapter 6, Jesus is speaking, and he's speaking about what a lot of people will talk about money. They'll, if you're, like if you're at a, a church service and they're trying to, or in a church, and they're trying to raise money for like a new edition or something else, they love this passage, or even any nonprofit. They okay. love the passage. It's Matthew chapter 6, verse 19. It says, do not lay up for yourself treasures on earth where moth and rust destroy and where thieves break in and steal. But lay up for yourself treasures in heaven where neither moth nor rust destroys and where thieves do not break in and steal. For where your treasure is, there your heart will be also. Now, 
Let me, let me throw a line by you. I was in a seminar once, and they read this passage, and I represented Silver Birch Ranch there. I mean, I was there learning about things for nonprofit organizations, um, and this is what the guy said. He said, you need to get people to give you money so they pray for you. Really? Because if they give you money, and he said, where their treasure is, their heart will be also. So where their money is, they will pray for you. And I immediately had a flag go up. Yeah. So let me ask you this. If you give money to a place, do you pray for it? Not always. Yeah, me neither. Yeah. So I was thinking I'm a sick man well, because I don't do that. I mean, I, I mean, I might. Right. Is that a, is like am I confessing? Are people turning radios off everywhere because this guy's <laughs> this guy's a creep. He 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 gives places and doesn't even care about them and pray for him. Hopefully not. Yeah. Well, I, there are times right. Have you ever given just to get somebody off your back? Um. No. I I haven't. I, ha- I, I, have, have. I haven't. St- st- Steep that low. I have. I've steeped. <laughs> I've steeped. I've steeped that low. <laughs> I've stooped. Yeah, I've steeped that low. Yeah, I, I, I have. Right. Because it's like, you know what? I just don't want to deal with you. Right. Here. And go on your merry way. Yeah. But I don't think that's very good. But let's talk about the passage. What do you get out of this passage? If, if I came to you and said, for your treasure is there, your heart will be out so you need to give money to Relate 365 or Silver Birch Ranch, or you don't care about us. I personally, I don't think this this passage is talking about money whatsoever. Okay, you know, if anything, like even in the context, 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 context. That's the first thing they teach you in Bible college when you're studying the Bible, or not even in Bible college, just when you're studying the Bible. So what's context? They're talking about the kingdom of God. Okay, you know, and so the treasure here is is an analogy to our own faith, and so ultimately the treasure that he's talking about, you know, the way that I see it isn't my possessions or anything. It's Jesus. Okay, so there's two treasures here. Right. One that's on earth, right. where, where moth and rust destroy. Right. Boy, do I understand that one, by the way. Yeah. There's so many things in my house that are like ancient. That are mothy. Oh, man. Well, in rust. I mean, oh, th- things, things destroy. Once here at camp, there was this old van, and I went under it. Just but, once? <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, well. <laughs> have you walked around lately? Yeah, yeah the, it's, it's, it's kind of, we have old vans. But this year, I was, I was younger, and I went under because the muffler was kind of hanging. Yep. And I went under there, and I pushed it up, and I got rust in my eye. Ooh, that's not good. Oh, it was bad. I mean, it, it was in there. I couldn't get it out. I had to go to the emergency room. You didn't right? wear proper PPEs. I did not. Whatever that is, I didn't have my Personal protective equipment. Dude. Oh, thank you. That's, that's a new thing. <laughs> I didn't wear a helmet when I played hockey, so I'm not sure about all this other stuff. That explains quite a bit. Uh, anyway, yeah. do, do, do tell. <laughs> the, so I, I'm under this van, and I'm trying to wire it up. And what happened was the rust got in my eye. I went to the hospital. They pulled it out and said, don't do that. You know what happened? I got here, and I wanted to see if somebody fixed it. So I went under there, and I got rust in there again. And you did it again? And I went to the hospital again, and the That's same doctor so just looked funny. at me and said, what is wrong with you? And I thought... <laughs> I, I was just checking to see yeah. if somebody actually fixed it. And it got, oh, man, talk about feeling like you're not that smart. But anyway, the idea of something rusting away, right? it happens. It happens. So the money that we have in this earth is money that it, it can actually rot away and not do anything. Right. 
But there's another treasure. And right. what, what treasure is that? What are they describing? You know, and I think that's, that's talking about the kingdom of God. That's talking about our relationship with God. What is it? You know? what, is, what is the treasure you can take with you? Because it's talking about a treasure that you can take with yeah. you that can't be destroyed. What right. is that? My relationship with Jesus. And with people. And with people. And relationships. You can't take that away. You know, I could take you with me to eternity, Jason. Which is amazing. That's it. That's, that's why you're the treasure. You don't like your voice, but I do, so that'd be good. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> but you're the treasure. Right. Your sons are the treasure. Right. Your wife is the treasure. That's where the treasure should be. Right. Now, let me ask you this simple question then. If your treasure is with God and your relationship there, because that'll be forever, and if it's with your wife and children and the people you meet, where's, where's your heart going to be? All about them. Right. Yeah. Yeah, and not about stuff. Isn't right. that what this passage is talking about? I absolutely agree with you. I think it's more about that than it is about money or the things that we have or the right car that we have. Like all that stuff is we can't bring with us. Yeah. It's all temporary. We need to start a new thing on this program called a barometer moment. Barometer. Bring. Bar- barometer moment. The whimper meter. The whimper meter? No, the barometer. <laughs> I know. I was trying to personalize it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Whimper, you know, a barometer. Now, barometer doesn't cause weather. We know that. Yeah, it it tells us about weather. So we need that barometer moments. Yes, when when in my life or when in your life you get to the point where stuff and things and money are starting to be more important to you than God and people, I suggest that you stop and realign your life. Yeah. Now, do you think people are honest about whether that's happening or not? Though, oh, I doubt it. You know, I think I think especially this topic. It's one of those like hot button issues, you know, because people love money. They want to have money. They want to use money, you know. And then when somebody asks to give, you know, like I'm just thinking even in the back of my head, like when you go to church and it's always How much is enough a money though? servant, you know. How much is enough for you? You know, I think for me, I think it, it it all comes down to even my relationship with God because I've come to the understanding that my money is not mine. My possessions aren't mine. Ultimately, and I don't just say that tongue in cheek because it's the right Christian answer to say, you know, I truly believe that what God has blessed me with, He's blessed me but with. But how'd so you that get there? How'd you get there? Because you grew up in America. Right. So, how do you get to the point where you think, I have enough money? Because really, are you talking about being satisfied? I am talking about being satisfied. But can you be satisfied and not satisfied at the same time? Uh, maybe. Depending I mean, how on... do you be content? Let me right. use that word content. How, how can you be content and still plan because it takes different than where you're at now to plan for the future? That's what faith is all about. Okay. You know, in my mind. I mean, look at the definite faith. It's, it's being sure of what you hope for and certain with the things you don't see. You know, and so if you take that principle and even talk about, you know, planning, you know, say budget. Say you budget as a family. Do you budget? I do budget. Do, do millennials budget? In I general. In general, I would <laughs> I don't know, but I do. <laughs> you do. Okay. Well, I'm proud of you. I'm, I'm wondering. I would, I would say statistically probably not. Okay. Just because I haven't met anybody else that budgets like I budget. So, um And how does the budget benefit you? It helps me to be responsible in where God has me at the moment, you know. And so not only that, but even as I track where we're spending our money, we can then, you know, between my wife and I say, is this really where we want to 
invest our, our, our money, you know, because obviously you spend your money on things that you care about. And so if you watch the trends of how you're spending things, all of a sudden you could see what is important to you and what isn't important to you. And it actually challenges you and it, and it makes you adjust like, all right, is this what we want to be about? You know, whereas if you're not doing that, you know, you might have a perception that you're being good with your money, but then, you know, on the inside, it's like, well, you're giving all your money to this, whatever that may be. Okay. You used a word in there. I got to ask you about, you, you got to be responsible. Yes. What does that mean? <laughs> well, that, that means, I mean, that means something different to everybody. Right. Right. I th- do, do you have to be responsible to have uh steak every night at your home? No, I think it's taking ownership to be wise about what God has given you. Now that's very vague. Is somebody responsible who's not listening to God? I would say no. So you can't be responsible if you're not going to listen to God? Correct. Would God ever ask you to do something that's not responsible? No. But he could ask you to do something that you wouldn't understand? Correct. Whoa. Which is pr- crazy. Whoa. I think we just opened Pandora's box. <laughs> I think we did. I think we have to talk about that some more because I'm trying to figure this out. You talked about being responsible with your money, and I agree, by the way. You should be responsible. Yeah. But I think I got an evangelical, you got an evangelical nod out of me. Right. Like, oh, yeah. And I even alluded to that. Like, it's what everybody, quote unquote, says. So that's great. You're responsible. Yes, that's good. But is it actually what people do? Did the people see me on radio nod? Because I was nodding again. That's an evangelical nod. Do you have an evangelical nod? I could do a nod. There you go. That's very good. Now, (laughs) you could all, uh, everybody take a moment, give us your best evangelical nod. Yes. All right. Well, as you guys are nodding, wherever you're listening, I just want to encourage you to tune back in. We're going to take a break here from Older Younger. We're talking about money and how we're responsible and not responsible and how we could look at it from a, from a, a biblical perspective and how God wants us to handle our resources. So stick with us. We'll be right back on Younger and Older with Jason and Dave. Hey, welcome back to Younger and Older with Jason and Dave. Hopefully your necks aren't too sore from doing your evangelical nod for the past couple of minutes. Just the so there's, there's a collar you can get. <laughs> <laughs> Never mind. You, you said we happen col- to have one. We happen to have one for nine ninety nine. It's a new fundraiser. When you said that, I envisioned one of those dog cones. Yeah, yeah. It's not even a collar, but it's a cone. <laughs> so, and if you weren't with us, you're probably like, "What in the world are they talking about?" Forgive me. You know, and what we were talking about with the evangelical nod is oftentimes we say words like say responsible. And we kind of nod as if we're following along with, you know, Dave's wonderful voice and what he's saying. It's like, oh, I track with him. Yep. But what is it that we really mean when we say those words? So rather than just going along with it, you know, really diving deep, because we could throw out words all the time. And it's whether or not we truly understand what we're meaning, whether it's success or yeah. responsibility um, and responsible. all those sort of things. So responsible. Responsible. I think that's the... the, the, the Two dollar word of the day. I don't know why it's yes. two dollars, but it used to be a dollar, but in your generation went up a little bit. Yeah, well, we're millennials. Yeah, you know things are worth a little bit That's more. That's right. Maybe. So uh, responsible. We've been talking about that in regards to money, Dave. Okay. And I think there's. It's interesting because I feel like your generation treats money different from my generation. Yeah, I think so. But I think the problem with money, if there's a problem, has is been since all of time. Right. Uh, the idea of of trusting money rather than God right. has always been there. Just it takes different venues. Let, let me ask you this, just to try to drill down a little bit. Um, if as God gives you resources, whatever they are, right? He's given you talent, right? I mean, you, you, I know that you can shovel snow and stuff, so you got some talent. And He's given you a family. Yeah. He's given you um, different abilities, and, and and He's given you resources. He's given you money. Yeah. Uh, you know, however much. 
Why does he give you that stuff? He gives it us so that we can um, use it, kind of going back to what we talked about in the first segment, for the things that matter in life. So how do you know you're doing that? I think it's, it's part of that process of following God. You know, because you in, you invest into things. You know, we, t- we we talked about the verse in Matthew. You know, where you store up treasures that, that right. last and don't decay, and so you want to invest your money into the things that will last. But the problem is, is that being sinful people is that sometimes we give into the reasonings and lies of this world, and we think, oh, we need to have this, and and we start mixing up our wants and needs, and that's where the irresponsibility comes because we're not honest with ourselves and and truly understanding what it means to be responsible with our money and and what God wants us to do with our money or our possessions or whatever it is that God has blessed us with. So, so you could spend that and say. The reason I have resources, uh, regardless of what they are, is for me, because I'm so special to God. You, you could you could do that, and that would be health, wealth, and prosperity. That's it. So, yeah. and some people do that. Right. Absolutely. There are people out there that that do say, if you follow God, you will be blessed with money. So let's just take a look. Jesus, who really owns it all, anyway. I mean, he yeah. created it all, owns it all. He created. That's bottom line. He gave that all up and loved us, and gave it all up and came here, right, and served and died so that we could actually have something that's valuable. Right, right. And he himself, he, it's not like he was he didn't blessed need to. with riches. He didn't need to. You know. Now, let's, let's, let's look at that. He, he didn't need to do what he did to right. be God. Right. He didn't need to care about us to be God. Correct. He didn't need to come down and die to be God. Right. He didn't need to make it so that I'm okay to be God. He could be God without those things. Right. But he did those things. Right. He gave us an example of what it's like to have a tremendous amount of resource and how to use it correctly. Right. Well, that's, that's very interesting. Because actually, I would, I would say if somebody's listening and they're thinking that my resources, whatever they are, are really for my self-indulgence, there's nothing in the Bible that teaches that. Mm. It's really not about your self-indulgence. So there's another reason you have resources. Right. That's what we got to come to an understanding of. And how do you know that you're actually living that way? Right. And I think, and I think that's something that we face more and more so in our culture because, because of the fact that we live in a consumeristic culture. Okay. And I think there, there even are things that, that even blur the line. You know, because you talked about spending money on ourselves and versus, you know, spending in the way that God wants us to. What about the time when you get, you know, say a note from somebody that's been in your life that says, hey, why don't you support me while I go do this? Right. You know, and all of a sudden, we talked about it at the top of the show, we, we feel like almost as if they did it in a wrong way. So, but if you give it out of guilt, is that giving money? Ah, that's a great question. If you do anything out of guilt, but if you, if, if, if like you asked me for money and you knew how to push my buttons and I gave it to you to get off my back. Right. Is that really a gift? I, I would say no. All right, because, let me... I mean, that, that, like I said, that's, that's a sticky situation in the sense of, sure, I got the money, but. It's not like you willfully gave it. No, so let me ask you this then. If, if you give money out of your abundance and it didn't really cost you anything because it, it didn't cost you anything, right? is that a gift? It depends on where your heart is. Okay, let, let's throw you some know. scenarios out there. Yeah, let's, let's, let's make it a little bit more practical. Um, you need a car, yep. you're a young man, and I have one that's a piece of junk that I would never put my family in because it's not safe, so I give it to you. And I think I'm pretty Thanks, generous because I gave you an old piece of junk right. that 
After all, you don't have anything. And I could have sold this for scrap. Right, right. Instead, I gave it to Jason. Right. You're welcome. Thank you. Thank now, you. Now, I go away feeling really good about myself because you're a young man and you should be thankful that I gave you my junk. Right. And I go away thinking cheapskate. Okay. <laughs> yeah, if, I mean, if, we're, I, if we're being real. I, I know. know. And yet, you wouldn't say that to me. Right. You'd probably say thank you. Yeah, I'd probably say thank you and be like, and, oh, and go home and say, what look, do I do look what he gave me. And then I'd go check cash it in for scrap. That's exactly right. And I'm thinking I am one really nice guy. I'm wondering in America, especially in this first world that we live in, if people aren't tapping themselves on the back for doing something, but they're not doing anything. Right. Well, and even going back to the responsibility thing, you know, I think some of us, you know, and I see this even with some of my own millennials, is they would buy on to the whole fact of being responsible with money especially you being responsible with your money. Right. Because it in turns help them because they're relying on you to pay for them. Yeah, and, and, and working towards making me feel guilty if I don't do that. And, you know, the, the truth of the matter is, you know, there are resources out there. Right. Everybody has them. Right. But if we only give when it doesn't cost us anything. Right. I'm not sure if that's really giving. Right. There was a guy once that came up here, and he gave us a, a, an older truck. I, I think it was a truck. It could have been a van I, I, quite a while ago. It shows I didn't remember the gift, but I remember the giver and what happened. Yeah. And, and when he gave, I was just very thankful. Yeah. And I told him, man, I am so thankful for this. And, and we didn't have anything at the time, and even an old truck was really much better than no truck at, yeah. that, at that point. And I remember just looking at him saying, thank you. And he looked at me, and he said, don't thank me. And I said, why? He goes, that didn't cost me anything. Hmm. And since it didn't cost me anything, it's not really a gift. And he walked away. Wow. In other words, you're taking my garbage. Thank you. Hmm. And I I never forgot that guy because he didn't want a receipt. He didn't want anything. He basically said, I want to call it what it is. I'm getting rid of it. You took it for me. Thank you. Wow. I had another guy once. He was up here, and a guy was offering us a pickup truck. And, and, you know, we have 100 acres here and different things that we need maintenance vehicles for. And another business guy was standing next to him. And, and I'm not kidding, this conversation took place. The business guy looked at him and said, well, you shouldn't give it to them. You should give it to me. That's better than my truck, and I'll give them my junk truck. Wow. And I looked at him like, what is going on here? Yeah. Well, he said, the theory is simple. You're, you're a, a camp. You're going to beat it up. It's going to be used for garbage and that kind of thing. You're, this is much too nice for you. Wow. And I thought, that's an incredible mind frame. Yeah. Now, and you see how, how so easily we could throw ourselves into the situation and, and make it justifiable. Right. This yeah. guy made it justifiable. It was yeah. really, oh, you, you shouldn't have a really good truck because you'll ruin it. Right. And a lot of people are like, oh, yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. So why don't you have it? Right. <laughs> I'm thinking... <laughs> yeah, somehow this is missing me. It's like going over my head as far as making well, sense. Well, let me throw out this question then, Dave. So obviously, you know, part of giving is is giving from something that isn't just, you know, nothing that is meant from you, you know? And so where then do we, in, in being responsible as Jesus followers, how do we discover where to draw the line? Okay. You know, how far do we go in, in terms of giving? And, okay. And, and how do we figure that out? All life is about two things. Yeah. It's about loving God and loving people. Right. That's what it's about. So all resources, all resources should be about two things. Yeah. So that's how you do it. I mean, all resources. So if somebody asks you, 
Yeah. The Bible tells us, um, and I forget where, so our listeners can scramble and look it up, but it says not to give out of necessity, grudgingly or of necessity. Yeah. Okay. You don't give because somebody needs it. And you don't give grudgingly. Like if you're going to give and go, man, I really don't want to do this, keep it. Right. Because the Bible makes it very clear you don't do that. You don't give grudgingly. You don't give of necessity. Those are the two things. Now, if you look at how most people ask for money, there's a poor child picture. It's really important. It's necessary that you give. Yeah. And I'm saying don't do that. So why do you give? And that's what you were asking. You give because God put it on your heart that the money or resources that you have can actually show who God is through this gift. Mm. You love God, you want to show the world who he is. You can participate in what he's doing. So you give because you can participate, it shows who he is, and because you love the person or the people that are involved in it. So you're actually giving to help them be successful. In a way, you're loving God, you're loving people, and that's how you decide to do that. Notice I didn't say you do it for a tax receipt or anything else. That's not how you do it. Now, you might get it, but that's not the reason. So a real question, as as I'm thinking in my head, you know, just about what people might be saying as they're listening is, what if I never have that willingness to give? How do I I change that? Well, you're self-centered. Right. Basically. I mean, you're looking at the world saying everything in this world is about me. Right. My resources, my time. God, you must be about me, and everybody needs to work to make sure I'm okay. Right. Now, that will put you as the God of the universe, small g, and make you as miserable as you can be. What you find is that God, we're made in his image, yeah. and he's generous. Right. And our, tr- our trust is not in our money, but in our God. Yep. Our trust is not that, that we can manipulate people to get them to do what we want for us. It's that we can encourage people to be all they can be. Mm-hmm. It's not that we ever want to put ourselves in a position where now we're needed because we're not. But certainly, as we participate in God's work, we're wanted. Right. So I think you got to look at your finances, and your finances are, let's go back to my word, a barometer moment. A barometer. It shows where your heart's at. Right. And that's what this passage we started with at the beginning of the program we talked about. You know, there's these, if your heart is really set on the treasures of this earth that can rot away, then you're going to be stingy. You're not going to be generous. I mean, all that kind of stuff. If your heart is actually on loving God and loving people, you're always looking for ways to use your resources Mm -hmm. to show who God is and to show that you love people. The the people that love God, that I know that love God, are so generous. They are. And, you know, even if people misuse what they give them, they, they, they love God and they love people and they will use their money in a way that they think is best to show the world who God is. And they will sacrifice even. It's not like they give out of their abundance. Right. They give. Because mm-hmm. I think if God wants you to give away all your money, that's responsible mm-hmm. to give it away. And someone might argue with me there. Right. But I think that maybe the next program we can, we can talk about um, you know, illustrations in the Bible of people and money and stories and, 
because I think we could keep talking about this for a little bit because America is a first world country with a lot of resources. Oh, absolutely. And I think we throw it around so easily that we don't have these hard conversations or we're never in a situation for those hard conversations. So I think it would be great to spend time looking at that in the future and looking at what the Bible says for it. But for right now, we're running out of time. We thank you for joining us here on Younger and Older with Jason and Dave. And I would encourage you, if you're, if you're new to the show, go to our website, Relate365.org, uh, which is a ministry of Silver Birch Ranch. You can download all the previous episodes and catch up. We love having you listening. Tune in here next time. This is Jason and Dave with Younger and Older.